gentlemen, welcome to the Women Respect Us podcast. Okay, I'm your host, Kay. Uh, today, I've got my co-host, Adrian and Wallace with me. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Not, so. not gonna lie to you, I definitely was not expecting that. <laughs> We never know how Kay's going to start the podcast off or end the podcast. It's always a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, once again, welcome to the uh, Women Respectors Podcast, a place where wholesome men get together to talk about anime, video games, and sports, and respecting women. Um, so we've got a lot of sports topics uh, lined up today, and... Our first topic for today is we wanted to talk about who we each think are the top five NBA players from the 2000 era. So which one of y'all wants to uh, per position. go? Oh, yeah. Top five at each position. So one for point guard, shoe guard, small forward, et cetera. Uh, which one of y'all wants to go first? Well, why they can go first? I'll uh, hand the floor over to him first. Uh, all right. So, for point guard, it was a toss up between Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. And Tony mm. Parker. I mean, Tony Parker, he was a guy, but you know, he wasn't like the guy. Because I mean, Tim Duncan sitting right there, even oh, though yeah. Tony Parker did win Finals MVP in twenty uh two thousand seven. Yeah, right? he won. It was two thousand seven. He won Finals MVP. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good argument to say that. Tim Duncan was there, but at the same time, Kid had Vince Carter there too. Kid wasn't the leading scorer. <laughs> Steve Nash had Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. You know, but they him. don't go without him, basically, or I mean, without them. Because I mean, if you don't have those point guards, then I mean, I guess you can make that argument. Because even when Amari Stoudemire went down, what was it? Uh, his second MVP, he still led the team, and that's why it was like they they had that whole dynamic to where they're talking about, yeah, he deserves it because he did it without Amari. But okay, yeah. Generational, man, you know? So it's, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I lean more towards Steve Nash because, I mean, Steve Nash, he's just kind of cooler than Jason Kidd. And Jason <laughs> Kidd, he didn't have a jump shot until, like, he was 37 or something. Yeah, he, he yeah. Wa- I will give you that he wasn't the scorer. However, he had those nine defensive teams. Wow. Yeah. He had four first team, five second team, while Steve Nash didn't. Steve Nash wasn't defending like that. Like, you got to give. Yeah. I guess. But, like, you know, Jason Kidd beat his wife. So, he's not. And he was an alcoholic. That's that's the real reason I didn't pick him. Dang. Wow. Okay. We were getting dark in here. We were making things personal. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm glad you said that because he was on my list until you said that. Hey, man. Yeah. Somebody's got to say that. I mean, yeah, you're right. Okay. Outside of him doing that um, ungodly thing, I mean, he does have five first te- all NBA first teams. Steve Nash has three. But Steve Nash does have more total. He has seven, while Jason Kidd has six. Because I'm the same way as you. I like mine was a toss up at that position too. But also, I was thinking AI, but that was like, eh, AI. He kind of. Uh, he still he classifies as a shooting guard though. Uh well. But I mean, yeah. I guess shooting guard slash point guard. So if you wanted to throw him there, nobody would get mad at you for throwing AI there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I was like, eh, AI kind of. 
They didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. He could have did it a different way if he uh, just put his ego to the side. Mm-hmm. But and to yeah. I can see what you mean though. I would take mm-hmm. I would take Steve Nash too for just that decade because he does have those two MVPs and what he did in Phoenix. However, we're talking about like a career wise. I gotta take Kid. Cause Kid literally beats him at every stat: points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Everything, everything. I know, I know. We're talking about the decade. I just wanted to like, yeah. I just wanted to state that that like Steve Nash, I'll take for the decade, like with Wiley. But if it was career wise, I'm taking Kid. Both Mm -hmm. generational talents, but uh, yeah. I just just like Steve Nash a little bit. It's cool, man. No cool Canadian kid. I like him. Understandable. Came from Southern Uh, Africa first before you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. South American. South, I said South American. South African. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Who's your point guard? Cause we just threw out our two point guards. Well, I mean, it's hard to pick Jason Kidd with such heinous allegations against him. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Not respecting women. I mean, that, that goes against what we stand for here. It does. So it's like a blatant infraction. He has to take a step down, you know. Um, dang, I wasn't prepared to get Jason Kidd off my list until I heard that. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say Derek Fisher. He he played with the Lakers <laughs> for all three of those championships, right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he played with him. Yeah. Here, so I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like you know. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go with him. You know, I'm more that's, of a casual fan, so that's the kind of thing I look at. It is kind of wild. Derek Fisher is a five-time NBA champion, so I can see why. And and uh, yeah, because the last one was '09, so too. so yeah, all five were in the decade. So since he was the point guard for all five, I, I can see your argument. But outside of those championships. What are his other accolades to go with that? He doesn't have anything else. Didn't he? I don't know. I don't no, know no, no nothing silly. else. No All-Star games. No. He made that chance of second shot that whatever <laughs> won that one game. That's not, that, I don't know. Yeah. He got moments. However, I, I will give you this. He was um, an Iron Man because there was a lot of times he played all 82 games. There was a lot yeah. of times. Especially in the um, 2000 decade, I believe it was 06, 07, 07, 08, 08, 09, and 09, 2010, he played all 82 games. So, he had, wow. he's, he's a, you know, he's an Iron Man, so oh, we, we can give him that. But yeah. I can't believe you throw Derek Fisher over Tony Parker, but, you know, championships do matter. Championships do matter. Winning matters. So, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, five time champion, five time champion. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't really, I can't really argue with that. So where we're going, we're moving on to shooting guard. Who who, who we going for shooting guard? Of course, it's Kobe. But you know, I wanted to say D Wade because I'm Mm -hmm. biased, and D Wade is greatest. If we we said second best in the decade, you can make his argument over Allen Iverson. Get the, 
Anyway. <laughs> Man, what? I almost, I almost said some very unsavory thing. But, I mean, no disrespect to AI. Cultural icon and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, uh, but you gotta look at it as two different. It's you split the decade in half basically, because at the beginning of the decade, you know, Allen Iverson was still on all NBA teams. You know, he was still doing his thing out there. I so, mean, DOA one of the youngest Finals MVPs. I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm talking about yeah, okay, yeah, you got that. I'm just saying one you can make the that argument. Postseason run. Yeah, I'm saying you can make an argument though, because look, he's because he has the very beginning of the decade. He has that 2000 2001 MVP, and then you know the All NBA's throughout that. But it's just the second half that kind of knocks AI off. Mm. He led the league in scoring in 0405. Like he, mm. uh, he led the league in steals three straight years in a row from 2000 to 2003. I'm just saying, mm. you can make it. Yeah, yeah. But Alan Iverson for mine. And I'm disgusted. These are all, these are all the because it's like I didn't want to just pick Kobe because I figured he's more of a definitive thing. But I don't know. I saw it was a he eleven time All Star, like Adrian was saying, a three time steel champion. I think he got three out of his four scoring titles in the two thousands. He won his MVP in the two thousands. I thought it was just no. did he? Get, I thought it was just that one. Was it? He won one MVP. Yeah, he won the one MVP, but I thought the scoring champion was 0405. Was it more than that? Well, I was the website I was looking at said he was he has four scoring titles. Now I don't know what those were, but I was looking at his stats and the seasons he scored the most were like the first half of the two thousands, and it was like one in like nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, or something like that. Yeah, because like I said, like when I was looking, at, yeah, cause he is a four time scoring champ. He is that. But I just didn't know when exactly they were outside that 04, 05 season. I didn't know where the other ones are. Were I mean, um, yeah, I mean, and my 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 another part of my argument is he's in the Hall of Fame, and it's probably for his performance during the two thousands rather than the nineties and the two thousand tens. So I mean, oh, you are right. Yeah, it was 2000, 2000, 2001. 2001, 2002, and in 2004, 2005, he was the scoring champ. And then also in the 98, 99 season. Mm-hmm. So three, so you're right. Three of the four were in. The He's all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're, like like he said, you're, you have that personal bias for Dwayne Wade. So. But he's no Dwayne Wade. Let's mm-hmm. just get that out. I mean, Dwayne Wade doesn't have four scoring titles. Yeah, he didn't need them. And <laughs> Dwayne, Wade doesn't, Dwayne Wade doesn't have an MVP. You got three of them. Dwayne Wade doesn't have an MVP. Also, AI got to the chip without as much support as Kobe or Dwayne Wade. I mean, these are facts. I mean, he didn't win, but again, he didn't have the the team that that either of them had around him. I mean, at least it wasn't like Vince Carter getting to the chip and getting smacked. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I thought. Kobe. Whenever you say, whenever, however, how, since you went with Derek Fisher your, for your point guard, I was thinking you were going to go more of the Vince Carter, T-Mac, Brandon Roy route for your shooting guard. But I thought about Vince Carter because he does have the record for the most exciting dunk contest in the 2000s, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, that didn't really seem like an accolade that would carry him for the whole decade. So, mm. I had a uh, Kobe, D-Wade, T-Mac, and Carter. But no love for like, Brandon Roy? Yeah, T-Mac, Vince Carter. Nah, I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I didn't watch Brandon Roy like that. I know he was good, I just didn't watch him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, uh, Brandon Roy is one of my, like, favorite players, so I have a personal bias with there, so. But yeah, we can go over to the um, small forward side now. Um, I mean, we all know who it's about to be. Carmelo? Paul Pierce. Hey, are you about to disrespect Paul Pierce? (laughs) We're not. Hey, that's what we're not about to do. So we're not not about to do here. We're not about about to disrespect the NBA Finals MVP, 10-time All-Star. LeBron is sitting right there. Mm. I mean, yeah, but I was just saying, don't don't disrespect Paul Pierce. I didn't disrespect him. I was. I mean, I have LeBron and Paul Pierce. You got no love for Melo? Mm, I mean, I feel like Melo. He really he was great in Denver, but it's kind of like I wasn't really thinking about him because yeah. you don't think about Melo. Well, I mean, you think about Melo like scoring wise, yeah. but you I don't mean, think about Melo as like. A, a great well I mean yeah, he, he was a great small he forward, was a great small four however I think it was more so after like 2010 if that makes sense because he only had yeah, two that's what, was, that's what I was gonna say because I was like when he got to New York it kind of it was different yeah like, it, it was like he was uh he was more not polished but this seemed like he was more a leader in New York yeah because um the rest of his all-stars came from New York he only had two all-stars like before 2010 and then his next eight all-stars were over there so scoring, you know, scoring champ in New York so I mean yeah, I any, know, he I'm, has a scoring champ my guy, but, so know, yeah, he's more of a if we were doing 2010s you could yeah. throw him on more but in the 2000s yeah he was a good scorer but he wasn't really doing much past that so like he got to the Western Conference Finals but it was like I mean, you still had to go through Kobe, so that is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, LeBron's still sitting there. I mean, I feel like there's just a there's a bunch of great small fours, but none of them that can really compete with LeBron at that spot. Really? You got? That is like outside of you got what's called Melo. You got um, Paul Pierce. You got Tayshawn Prince. Like wow. What, you disrespecting Tayshaun Prince? Ah, it's just, you know, I, I had to go with Bruce Bowen, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, isn't Bruce Bowen a shooting number. guard? You know, he won three championships in the 2000s, eight-team oh, all-defense, five of them were first-team defense. I mean, one of the most premier lockdown defenders in the league of that decade. You just, I, he, I mean. He averaged six points per game, Okay. I mean, he wasn't there to score. I he know. I'm just saying. I'm saying you have to have that all around game. <laughs> he never locked Kobe up. Let's get that out the way right now. You know what I'm saying? Kobe never locked AI up. That was hey. tough. Hey. Hey. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop. Stop. Hey. Enjoy. Yeah, he has hey. those. He has those all defensive, but you know who also has all defenses? LeBron James. Oh, he did? Yes, LeBron's a six-time All-Defensive player, and LeBron. I mean, had, um, 
So LeBron has the defensive players and the all NBAs and a scoring champ. <laughs> why am I arguing this? This is I don't even know why I'm having MVP. MVP. <laughs> Yeah, but three championships, man. You're, it's hard to argue against that. I'm, okay, we're just going to keep seeing that K taking the championships over everything. <laughs> I mean, championships are very important, okay? so he, he's, he's an underrated player, Bruce Bowen. He's, he's, yeah. he's kind of underrated. You know? he's, under, he's known mo- mainly for that, um, you know, kung fu kick that he did, you know? But, <laughs> and seven under people when they're trying to shoot. And not letting them land. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. He was dirty, you know. But that's dirty. that's cool. That's cool. He did his thing. He did his thing. That's fine. That's fine. That's what did what you had to do to win them chips. I yeah. respect you. All right, jumping to the power fours. You know how we doing? Pick LeBron for some overward. <sighs> yeah, I pick LeBron. Hey, John, you pick LeBron? Yes. Too? Yes, okay. you were the only one that didn't go with LeBron. Our push was my second. Yeah. Like, come on, though. Yeah, she was. Uh, power forward, man. Greatest power forward of all time. Kevin Garnett. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah, I know. Wow. I was just kidding. You know, Tim Duncan got those two season MVPs. KG no, do got man. one. KG got one. Yeah, all head ass. <laughs> You know, yeah. don't disrespect the KG because I had Tim Duncan, KG, and Dirk. I mean, mm-hmm. Dirk. Okay. Uh, no Chris Webber. Like, I mean, I like Chris Webber, but I no mean, Antoine Jameson. Like, huh? Man, Antoine, I don't know if he, he makes that. Man. We disrespecting Antoine Jameson out here, and plus Chris Webber, like Chris Webber said, Dirk, um, KG, and Tim Duncan know him real well. That's all he has to say. They you know, know him. You know what Chris you Webber know. knows real well? The couch. That's what he knows. <laughs> I'm telling you. That man, Mike Bibby, on that couch. <laughs> Jason Williams, I love you. Miami Heat legend. Couch. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, he. They might know you, but, you know, they know them championships better. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm done. <clears throat> Yeah, Tim Duncan, because Tim Duncan has, like, literally everything outside that defensive player of the year over KG and the rebound leaders. But everything else, like... Tim Duncan in the playoffs was magic, bro. Yeah. It's like when they were showing that joint, uh, the Heat versus uh, the Spurs, the 2013 Game 6. And that's older Tim Duncan. Old Tim Duncan giving Chris Bosh buckets. I was like, I don't remember this happening. <laughs> yeah, we're really watching that happened. game. You're like, why would they allow Chris Bosh to go one way? Like, who else were they supposed to put on him? They, Chris Bosh out there dying. That man was six for a six. Necessary evil. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> he hit him with a boom, boom, and then bank off the glass. Boom, bop. Tim Duncan was crying, so I was like, yeah. Wow, this man is 35. <laughs> Chris Marshall that looking at the rest of them like, help me. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, we can't help you there. You got to hold that. But, you know, Chris Bosh secured the most important rebound in the game, in the series. <laughs> Tim Duncan came in illegally. I ain't forget Tim Duncan. <laughs> wow. Uh, so what do you got? 
Hey, John, did you pick Tim Duncan too? Oh, of course. I, I, as a Celtics fan, you know, I wanted to go with KG, but, like, I can't ignore Tim Duncan's greatness. Like, Witness greatness. Yeah, like, Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time. So, when we're talking, okay, <laughs> you know, of course I'm going to go with him during the 2000s. Hey, all right. Um, can't about to say Carl. Well, I'm, I'm personally appalled that in the 2000s, and y'all kind of missed one of the most talked about players in, in all of basketball during that decade. And this is no other than Kwame Brown. <laughs> Kwame Brown is a sinner. Uh, he was out. Oh, great. Here, here, let's listen to some of his accolades. He was so great that he was picked personally by Michael Jordan at the number one pick in the draft to start the decade. That's how his career started. He is known as the biggest bust in basketball history. He was so bad that he stopped Kobe from winning championships. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That's, that's pretty dominant to me. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, clearly, clearly, Kwame Brown's one of the top power forwards in that decade. You heard of, you heard this man be talked about on TV all the time about how bad he was. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how you outdo that. You disgust me. I just want you to know. That. Hey, man, you know, just just give my opinion, you know. <laughs> oh my god! All the centers. <laughs> Moving on to centers. <laughs> Let Casey know how I think. And nah, I mean, I feel I, like I this can go either way. Shaq. I went with Shaq. This seemed the most obvious. It can go either way. I go with Shaq too, but there is an argument for Dwight Howard. There's an argument for Dwight Howard because two of his three defensive players of the years came in the 2000s. And Dwight Howard led the league in rebounds. What was it? He led the league in rebounds from 05 to 2010. I mean, he, he well, technically it was the 2000. Um, you know, it was the 2000, yeah. From 05 to 2010, Dwight Howard led the league in rebounds. So that second half of the um, what's called league, Dwight Howard was dominating. Led the league in blocks twice in, in the 2000s, at least. Like I said, two of his three um, defensive player of the years. He has all NBAs. He has the All Star games. I mean, he's also on the cover of NBA Live. He just only thing I mean, love for a while. Hmm. Um, but see, see how I'm looking at it is this, right? Shaquille O'Neal was one of the most dominant players in that that era. And on top of that, um, I remember hearing, I think Gilbert Arenas was saying, he was so dominant at center that you had other guys that would have been centers deciding that they wanted to be power forwards because they didn't want to go down there and bang with Shaq. So you had like your your Chris Webbers and your Kevin Garnett's that could have been centers be like, oh, no, I'm being a power forward. I'm not trying to guard him. I don't believe that's the reason they said they didn't want to be centers. KG and Tim Duncan, all they did all did say that they wanted to be power forwards. Not so he was kind of scaring people away from the position until Dwight Howard came into the league. So I don't know. Maybe Dwight Howard has more competition if more people weren't weren't as afraid to go up against Shaq. 
Yeah. But that still says how great Shaq was or how intimidating Shaq was. The, in the 2000s, centers, centers were kind of disgusting because I, I remember when they were talking about the top three centers in the NBA at the time were Brooke Lopez, Andrew Bynum, and Dwight Howard. Mm. And then if you stretch it out the five, you end up going to like joking Noah in a wash shack by at the end of the 2000s. And it was yeah, like, what did you say? Not even, I'm going to sell gals. Wait, what did you say? Why I can hear you? I said joking Noah, defensive player. Get, get out of here. Yeah, Put he some respect on his name. I don't care if he, okay, Rudy Gobert. Was the defense player of the year? Do you think Rudy Gobert is a top three center in the league right now? Right now, more competition. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the two thousands was a disgusting era for big men. Well, at least center wise, not power forwards, but centers. There was like no centers. It was so bad. It was so Dang. ugly. You just had a bunch of just yeah, disrespecting y'all like that. Yeah. I mean, y'all, yeah, y'all was cool, but I'm saying I'm talking about like like they had Roy Hibbert. But I was like, Roy Everett was a problem. Oh my god! Like I should for, like four years <laughs> until he said no homo, man. He was he was good. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I forgot. I kind of forgot about y'all. You're right, y'all. Y'all goes up there too. But I don't know the. I'm just, I, I went on a little, I just had a little flashback in the 2000s and how disgusting it was. But yeah, y'all, y'all, you know, y'all made an all-star, uh, made the all-star game in every year he played. So he's yeah. one, like. I was the guy for the West yeah. for a long time. Yeah. It, so I'm like, even though his numbers weren't like crazy, it was like 18 to 19, 8 to 9 rebounds a game. But I mean. He was still a beast on the low block. Had the little mid range jumper. Yeah. And so, I mean, he was a likable guy. Had the country on his back, you know, yeah. China. So, yeah, he had the eight All Stars, five All NBAs. You know, he, 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 was a, he was a good guy. Every year that he did play, All Star. So, I don't know. What do you? What about you, Arlen? Do you, you agree, Shaq? I mean, mine was Shaq, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had uh, Yao and Dwight, or Dwight and Yao as my second and third. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, Dwight because he was on the cover and be out there. Yeah, that was a fun NBA lot. I mean, that's that's like a Hall of Fame right there. So I, I don't know. Disrespect. So who's our? All right, all right. Let's go. Six man, six man. Not oh, an actual six. six man, but are we're gonna add a six man to this. No position wise, who's the next best out of the two thousands? Hmm. Next best. Yeah. Mm, Ray Allen. Ray Allen was great. Ray Allen was great in those Milwaukee and Seattle days. County Bullocks. Also great. I forgot about Ben Wallace. Yeah, Ben Wallace. Yeah. Ben Wallace had mm. all those defensive players of the years in his as well. Sneaky, though. Mm. That's so crazy. Michael Jordan. I was going to say Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, any era Michael Jordan played in, he was great. So, mm-hmm. facts. 
In NBA Live, he was on the 2000s team. NBA Live 03, they had, like, decade teams, so, like, the best players in each decade that you could play with. And Jordan was on the 2000s-era team. So, that says, that speaks volumes. I mean, yeah. Uh, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Um, hmm. Oh yeah, Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol, that is from his um, Memphis days. Says like, yeah, Paul Gasol saved Kobe, uh, saved LA into keeping Kobe. Kobe was about to walk out that door. <laughs> he was out. Oh, uh, D Diddy, Baron Davis. Uh, Gilbert Arenas. I mean, I like Gilbert. He's cool. Not really nice at the team. You know. So it was the Spurs. The Lakers, the Pistons, who won in the 2000s? Lakers, Pistons, Spurs, uh, Heat. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics and Heat. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Lakers, uh, took, Lakers took three. Spurs took one. Um, yeah, Heat took one. Celtics took one. Well, actually, Lakers took five, did yeah, Lakers took five, my bad. I forgot they're the top three and then let's at the end. So yeah, Lakers took five. Pistons took one. That's six. Yeah, Celtics seven. Spurs eight. But who else was there? That was it? Yeah. I was trying to think what player played for those teams that could be a six man. Yeah. So like any I mean Rip Hamilton was nice. That's what I modeled one of my 2K players off of. Just, you know, running around, catching and shooting, locking down on defense as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'd stay like Manu Ginobili. Since he was on the Spurs, obviously their big three. Yeah. And they stopped LeBron from winning a chip on top of the, the chips they won before then. So, yeah, yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, underrated. Pretty nice. Ron Ron Artest, yes. Left hook, man. No, no, Ron Artest. Ron Artest was that guy before he, like, started doing all that other stuff. Ron Artest was him. Like, he, he, like, he was legit. Like him, he was supposed to break out as a star. He he was him. Yeah. Right, especially like especially back on his um Sacramento days. Let's go. In in early Indiana days, like oh he he was he he was he was him. You know what? Yeah. You're bringing up a a good point. Um, some of these players are actually underrated, and the other topic we had for today was the other players in basketball history that we thought were underrated. So, like, why don't we just slide right into that? No break? Hey, we going right into it? <laughs> so for, all right, we're going to take a, a quick intermission, and then we're going to come back and give you all that. Sound good? Absolutely. We're back. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed yourself on that break there. Uh, <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, the topic we were going to get back into were the players we all thought were that are most underrated in like basketball history. 
So not just during the 2000s era, but just like all of basketball, like people that we think don't get enough credit um, in today's time. So, Wally, you want to go first? Uh, are we just naming all of them at the same time, or are we just... I mean, you could kind of, like, go one at a time before you, and like, explain, like, each. Well, I mean, I think we should get the consensus one out the way, but the king of logic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the king, like... Top two center all time. Yeah, that's, you know what's crazy in my notes? I put second greatest center, perhaps. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel like that, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Akeem is definitely, like, he's great. Like, he literally has a signature move. Mm. You got to be great to have one of those. Like, yeah, people just, coming just, to him in the offseason. He's just one of the greatest players, regardless, in uh, NBA history. Yeah. I just, uh, he, he's, he's one of my favorite players because, uh, you know, he was he was different. He he was African. I was like, dang, he's African and he's not here just to block shots. That's kinda crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's there with the great footwork. You saw the soccer in him. Yeah. I thought that was like uh something I found that was interesting is that he made the dream shake from a soccer move. And I was really? like, That's so crazy that you can really it's just it's just yeah, he's just he's just different, man. Like the game is him. He is. Well, uh, why do you say he's underrated? Why do you well, say? Well, you know when people talk about old time like big man list, they say Shaq, Will, Tim Duncan, Will, Kareem, Kate, and Kareem. Mm-hmm. They don't even it's like you don't even you're not even going to give them an honorable mention yeah. nothing like that you're just going to skip right over them like, I be hearing people talk David Robinson to all these people over like, there Hakeem no disrespect to David Robinson but Hakeem literally thrashed David Robinson in his MVP year like come on now to be come and, on now. and a lot of people disrespect Hakeem's like championships you know a lot of people would be like if Jordan never retired he would have won eight straight Hakeem and the Rockets would have never been in that position, even if they would have ran up against Jordan's Bulls. But, you know, they never ran up in, against it. Those two never matched up. So we I'm don't... glad you – hold up. Sorry to cut you off. I'm glad you brought that up because I was watching um, a matchup, a video matchup between uh, the Magic and the, the Rockets when they met up in the finals, and they mentioned that Jordan came back off of retirement and lost to Shaq's. Orlando Magic. Yep. Mm-hmm. The team that went to go on and play Hakeem, which then lost. Mm-hmm. So you could probably say, okay, if Jordan did go to the chip that year, they probably weren't going to be able to stop Hakeem because who did the Bulls have at center that was going to stop him? Shaq couldn't stop him. Like young, agile, athletic Shaq couldn't do anything. He murdered Shaq. Hakeem was just different, man. He had a move. He had 20 moves. Like, 20 different counter moves for the move and then he's it, it just he's just different and it's crazy that people don't talk about him like he he, he literally he, like teaches he taught Kobe's football well not taught him football but you know he helped him he with his football it's just crazy yeah can I say like people cause like Hakeem is one of the like few people that have like besides like yeah besides Jordan that won defensive player year 
MVP and Finals MVP in the same year. Like, that's, like, you realize how different you have to be to do that? Like, Hakeem, like, it's like, Hakeem has everything. He has a defensive, he has two defense players of the year. He has an MVP. He has two to- two finals MVPs. He has the all-star games, the block champs, the rebound champs, the all-NBAs, all-stars. Like, he has all the accolades that a lot of these yeah. other players not necessarily do. Like, no disrespect to all the other top centers of all time. I know we can't really compare Wilt because he wasn't in the air where they kept a lot of these accolades and everything. But like with yeah. Shaq, Shaq's great. I love Shaq. Shaq doesn't have the Shaq was never known as the defender, like as like a low post defender. He blocked a lot of shots off pure athleticism. If you go back and watch a lot of the games, but as a defender, Shaq wasn't the defender that Hakeem was. You couldn't if they did a pick and roll, even though it wasn't big back then, and Shaq had to stop a guard or a forward for a little time. He had good footwork, but he couldn't stay in front of them. Hakeem could. Hakeem would literally, like, Wiley, you want to tell the story about what Kenny Smith said? Wasn't it like uh, he told Kenny that I can guard your man and my man for, like, five seconds? Yeah. So you got to get that. Yeah. So yeah. you realize how different you got to be for that? That's what I'm saying. Like, Hakeem, Hakeem could, sh- like, in his later days when he was with the Raptors, he was shooting more threes. But he could he could hit a midi like uh he could hit an eighteen footer, stretch the floor out. He could get you on the block. He could do it. He could do it all. It's like you couldn't ha- you couldn't foul him because he still go to the free throw line, knock him down. You like it's just his game really didn't have like many weaknesses at all. And it's just that the fact that the most like NBA fans today they like they acknowledge Hakeem exists, but they don't give him the recognition he deserves. Right. For all the stuff that he's accomplished. They always I mean, just, like I said before, they just say, if Jordan was there, none of that would happen. So it's like... I feel like Hakeem is probably the greatest Rocket ever. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No doubt about Definitely. it. Like, no disrespect to T-Mac and Yao, but it's, it's just different. No disrespect to the people that couldn't get out of the first round? What about, what about, what about James Harden? He's, he's doing stuff for the Rockets, Has, right? Um, what? Huh, who? What kind of stuff kind of for the Rockets, right? How, mean, how many defensive player of the years does he have? Hey, man. How many how championships does he have? How many, how many a game scored and played defense? I, I, don't, I don't get that narrative that you can't do both. He can do both. He did both. Also, Hakeem, isn't Hakeem like top 10 in steals or something? Uh, uh, I'm not sure about that number off the top of my head. I'll have to look back at that one. I know Hakeem... Oh, no. I think um, Tim Duncan in the past and I'm in the playoffs. Never mind. For the all-time blocks leader in the playoffs. Tim Duncan in the past and him. So... Yeah. But, yeah. Hakeem, Hakeem was just... Yeah. Like, it's just... That's for for literally thir- for 13 years, 13 years of his career, he got at least one MVP vote. Even when he was early on in his career, when he was young, he was, he still had like some MVP shares, even if it was just one vote or two votes or whatever, like he had a vote. That's my point. Like he, he had some kind of vote, which is like crazy. Yeah. But he just doesn't get the recognition from like doing all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of people will say, this person or this person would stop them. Because like I said, a lot of those top centers that were dominating scoring-wise, 
they weren't dominating defensively like they like Hakeem was. Like I said, they blocked a lot of shots. Yeah, like Shaq and um Kareem had years where they blocked a lot of shots and, and everything else. But it was they they weren't the defenders that Hakeem was to where like you get them on a low block, he's gonna try to stop you. You you try to like face him up, or a guard tries to, or forward tries to face him up, or guard or blow past him. He's there still. Hakeem's him. So, Correct. yeah. But I mean, we've been talking about Hakeem a lot. You can see how passionate we are about Hakeem Olajuwon. The rest of the players probably won't be. Look, he's number eight all time in steals. Yeah. So as a center, or yeah, center. Yeah, I was about to say power forward. Yeah, center. Yeah, he's a center. He, yeah, like I said, some people throw him in the power forward position a little bit just because of that Rav Simpson years, but nah, he's a center, so there's that. But yeah, um, who's next for you, Wiley? Or New York, where should I go? Uh, you should go. All right. Um, I think that the first person I'm going to start off with is Sean Marion. The Matrix. The Matrix. Okay. And there's a reason why. Sean Marion is a Swiss Army knife. He's like, he's a jack of all trades, somebody that can do it all. He's not going to get the most recognition. He's not going to lead your team in points or anything like that. But he's going to do everything else. Like, he did everything for those Phoenix Suns teams. Like, it was Steve Nash and Amari Sotomayor. But without Sean Marion being there, a lot of that stuff wouldn't have been able to go through. Like, Sean Marion is one of five players in NBA history to have to record, like, 1,500 steals and 1,000 blocks. Like, you got to think, he's a small forward, and he was blocking shots and getting steals just like that. Like, so, you know, he only has four All-Stars, only two NBAs, but I don't, like, people like that, similar to, like, a Draymond Green style, like yeah. Draymond Green before Draymond before Draymond Green was a thing, outside of like the playmaking aspect. So like, if you take like Lamar Odom with his playmaking as like the Draymond Green, you take Lamar Odom and you take Sean Marion, you mix them together, the offense and defense, and you have Draymond Green. So imagine Sean Marion as just the Draymond Green part, but uh, I guess you could say a slightly better shooter, even though his jump shot was ugly. Like I just. I'm- Draymond's jump shot type. Yeah, his, his jump shot's ugly too. But like, Sean Mary led the league in steals twice as a small forward. He, wow. Yeah, like he 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 did like. It's just hard to explain. Like he he was just he was he just was great. Cool. What? What are you saying? I said, I said he was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was because he could just do it all. He could. He could legit guard one through four. Like, they'd have him guarding power forwards. So, he'd guard one through four. That's how he got so many blocks. Like, he was, like, similar to Andre Karolinko, too. Like, like he could guard mul- multiple positions. And then if it was, like, a small ball center, which there weren't many around that time, he could guard them, too. And he was a great rebounder. He just, he just did it all. So, it was just, like, he didn't... Besides, like, his jump shot, like, it wasn't as consistent as it probably could have been. I mean, he's a 33%, like, career three-point shooter. It's not bad. So, like, he, he was just, he did a lot of things for team to, in my eyes, I like I like players like that, and I just don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. Yeah. Well, we can jump back to Wiley, or you, if you have one. 
Um, yeah, I just have I just have one. Um, again, I'm not as not as uh not as into like uh sports. I'm more of a casual fan. But players that I do know about, I would go with uh Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Um he's basically like your Steph Curry before Steph Curry hit the league, like everything you see Steph Curry he does, like, you know, running all screens, being agile, being an accurate shooter, both mid range and three point. Like, you can go on YouTube now and there's a, a highlight reel of he played for the Denver Nuggets at one point. His Nuggets going up against Michael Jordan's Bulls with Michael Jordan on the court and, and he gives them fifty and nobody's able to stop him. Mm-hmm. And he was just one of those players that he was undersized as a guard, but he was point guard, but still was just like an undeniable shooter and he could score. And he was probably the best player on that team, if I remember correctly at that time. But then you know but then, you know, even more importantly, he like the the kind of the credit that people give Colin Kaepernick in recent years for like, you know, kneeling during the national anthem and doing stuff like that. You know, he was doing in the in the nineties. It was either nineties or two thousands, because he was um he was Muslim. He convert he was originally known as Chris Jackson mm-hmm. when he was in college. Then he converted to Islam as a as an as a grown man. And you know, he didn't he felt it conflicted with his religion to pledge allegiance to American flag to the American flag. So he would like he there's a documentary about this that you can go look up. He was saying in a documentary, he would try to like just be chilling in the back in the locker room and then try to like sneak back out onto the floor when they were doing all that until eventually somebody caught him and he was like, you know what, I'ma just like uh I'ma just like like pray or whatever. I'ma like kneel, I'ma nail my head down or whatever. And people were like, there was controversy about it. It's like, how how can you disrespect the American flag? And this, this is basically everything they were saying about Colin Kaepernick, they were saying about him. And it got crazy to the point that he also ended up getting kicked off of the Nuggets. And there was all this other backlash he had just for, you know, standing for what he believed in. And, you know, unfortunately, like, his career, like, ended. But, you know, fortunately for him, I know, like, a lot of people don't really care about other sports leagues. But there's the big three league that Ice Cube started. Like, not this last year, but the year before that, the season before that. The team he was on won the championship. It's an organized league. This guy's like in his 40s or if not 50s now. Still agile, still can shoot. Got gray hair in his, on his hair, his beard. Still giving the, give, still giving people buckets. Just a real, just real underrated player that not a lot of people in this time talk about or really know about. So I'd say him. Yeah, I like I like him a lot too. Um, like I like how you brought up the part of him being out of the league and all the stuff that he like stood for. I remember a lot of times he was saying he was getting black um ball from the league, and nobody yeah nobody wanted him after he was doing all that because you know as an owner or a GM that brings a bad look. It paints a bad yeah. picture because the your fans don't want to see that, so you're losing like revenue because he wants to take a stand and make a statement and it's kind of like you want to stand by your athlete but at the same time it's a business so 
he, like they had to make a choice. So just like how Kaepernick is out of the league because nobody wants to deal with that, like he just had. Right. It's sad that he had to suffer the same way. And since the social media and everything else wasn't around, at like that back then, like it it wasn't as big. Like it wasn't blown up as big as it would be like nowadays. Like if something like that would have happened nowadays, like he'd have a whole following just like Kaepernick does. Yeah. Exactly. LSU legend. Yeah, I remember reading about him in the um, Shaq's book uh, when he was talking about it. Yeah, he was talking about how he used to get um, mad because he'd be shooting all the shots. He'd be like, I'm open on the block. I got this one-on-one, I got this mismatch. And then he had this little point guard coming down the court, pulling up and everything, and Shaq was getting hot. But then he said he had to learn how to deal with him and everything. He goes into some other things, but that's, that's just one of the Chris Jackson memories I have. But I mean, yeah. if I'm coming out and I'm averaging 30 and this little freshman big man coming over here like, give me the ball, I'm like, bruh, I'm averaging 30. This is my team. Who are you? I get who you think you might be, but I'm him right now. You're, you're just a yeah. little puppy. <laughs> but yeah, we can go. We'll go to another one. Um, Wally, you want to go into another one of yours? Uh, I was going to do Chauncey Billups, but then I was like, uh, you know what? I think Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, and Tayshawn French, they should, I, I would do them all, pause, do them all together. But, uh, yeah. And I feel like all three of them as players, they're pretty, like, people don't talk about them because it's kind of crazy that Wallace has, like, what, four defensive player of the year? Yeah, something and, like that. like, nobody really talks about him. And he was like, what, 6'8", at center? 6'9", yeah, 6'8", one of those. And it's, it's just like, it's kind of crazy. Because it's like, he, he wasn't supposed to be doing that at 6'9". Yeah. But he was, and it's, it's just, it's pretty wild. And, you know, Tommy Billups, he's always been like a cool point guard to me. He don't really do much. Well, I mean, the floor he does general. Stuff, but it's like, yeah, he's he's just he's what you want as a point guard. Your your pure point guard. Yeah, like that's yeah, what I exactly said. A floor here. general. Like he's like he's like the definition guard. of a floor general. Like, so. And he could shoot if you needed him to. Oh, he, he was exactly. definitely he was a um what's called thirty eight percent from the three point line. He, he he could shoot. He definitely knocked down a three ball. Um. I mean, he he was a good defender, you know, two-time all-defensive. Like, he he, he could do it all. He was a good all-arounder. Finals MVP. Yep. So, I mean. Oh, and uh, Tayshaun Prince, I just feel like, like, he was, he was a great defender. He was. Uh, uh, Coming into that championship season that they had, uh, he didn't really get that much playing time. But then when they got to the playoffs, he started getting more playing time. And uh, I feel like he was a real integral piece of them winning the chip because of the defense he played on Kobe. And it's just, uh, I don't know, Tayshaun Prince, he's always been a cool guy to me. He reminds me a lot of uh, Scottie Pippen because he's just long. And Sean Marion, too, because he's just long. That's your crazy wingspan. And he just can lock people up. And uh, he's always been cool to me. And uh, 
I feel like these three, they don't really get the shine that they deserve. Because, I mean, Ben Wallace is basically the blueprint of what most centers are today. Like, 6'9", 6'10", just athletic and rebounding, basically. But most most centers can shoot now. So, I mean, but, you know, he paved the way for them to be able to do this. And, you know. Yeah. they, They beat the Lakers. With Shaq right. and Kobe, like, and they don't even get to talk about. That's so crazy. Was that the year that they had Gary Payton and Carl Malone? Uh, yeah, yeah. But then Kobe and Shaq. Well, Kobe said he didn't prepare that team going into those finals, so that's why they lost. But I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, they out strategized them. They they beat them. You know, okay. uh, undersized team or undersized big man, at least. I remember that crazy block Ben Wallace got on Shaq. That was, oh, oh yeah, God. Rasheed Wallace, dude. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, Ember Hamilton. Was... The whole, yeah. 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 the old Pistons. Didn't yeah. they all get, like, all-star appearances? Like, well, well yeah, there was that seven, one year they, 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 four of them made it. Yeah. So... It was, I was kind of. I think all of them, but Tayshawn Prince made. I think Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, and Chauncey made it, and Tayshawn didn't make it. Yeah, because Tayshawn Prince wasn't really. He wasn't playing until the playoffs. Mm. But yeah, that was a uh, that was my second year. Just the uh, was that two thousand four Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your second most underrated player is six players. Hey man. <laughs> They don't, they don't talk about them. Yeah, that's just so yeah, wild. They don't talk about them. Yeah. I I mean, when they went against the Spurs, it was different. Right? I remember uh, watching that game the other day, too. I was like, well, that ain't Shaq down there, so you're not about to be doing that to Tim Duncan. Yeah. Absolutely not. And, I mean, they hurt themselves, too, because, remember, they didn't want to pay. Um, ben Wallace, he ended, up getting, he ended up going to where would he go? He went to Chicago? Or where'd he go? I think so. Yeah, so it wasn't the Cavs or Chicago. He he left us some team. I don't remember. He le- he. Le- I just remember him leaving. Okay, he signed a contract somewhere else, but he wasn't the same after he left. Because it was better not. with that system. Um, no, it was. You're right. It was. Um, yeah, it was Chicago. It was, he went to Chicago, then he went to Cleveland after that. So, yeah, I don't. He wasn't. It was in Cleveland in what, like 2007, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing him on the in the finals, and he really kind of wasn't doing anything. No, yeah, he he literally he he was irrelevant because it's like he's he, if he's not there because he's not going to score for you. So if he's not blocking shots and grabbing rebounds, like you know he was getting one block a game and um, what's called four rebounds in what's called twenty six minutes of play. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah. So what is he out? You know what is he out there for at that point? Because that's that's what he's here to do. Like it's hard to bounce back from there to whenever he was in Detroit, averaging anywhere between ten to fifteen rebounds a game. Because some seasons, like that, that um his first All Star year, he had fifteen rebounds, and then the other years he would go down to twelve, eleven, ten, other stuff like that. So to go from there to that. Yeah, it's different when you get out of a system, especially, and people don't utilize you the way you need to be utilized. Because the coach plays a good, like a big factor in it. Because the coach don't put you in positions to succeed, no matter what. Like especially with a player like that, it's not gonna work. 
But uh, I guess it's time for me to go to my second one. Um, actually, this might have to be my last one because I'm looking at the time right now. Well, golly, we're at 55 minutes. So let, yeah. me, let me jump into my last one, and then I guess we can um, call it a show because my last one would be Alex English. Alex English doesn't get the respect he deserves. In the 80s, when you talk 80s basketball, you talk Larry Bird, Celtics, Magic, and the Lakers. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But those Denver teams were nice. They were. And Alex English was the leading scorer for those Denver teams. You know who the all-time leading scorer is for the 80s decade? Alex English. He was putting up buckets. Out of all the great players that were playing in the 80s, he had the most points in that decade because that's the kind of scorer Alex English was. Right. He's, he, in what's called, what was it, the um, 85-86 season, he averaged, he averaged just under 30 points. He averaged 29.8 or 7, something like that. He averaged just under that. And the only year that he didn't, that he averaged under 20 points was during that, um, time frame was at the end of the year, the 89-90 one, he averaged 18 a game. And that was the lowest he averaged. Every other year, he averaged 20 plus. Alex English was a bucket. Like, they're just, just yeah. plain and simple. That's that's what he was. He he, he was a three-time All-NBA player, an eight-time All-Star, and a flat-out bucket without even really shooting the, like, like, we're already really shooting the three ball. Like, he wasn't shooting the three ball like that. He, he was yeah. living in the mid-range, you know, going to the basket, doing everything else. You know, back then, because the three-point line was introduced in, like, 79 or whatever. So, you know, 80, they started over the 80s. Nobody knows what the three-point line is. He's not used to it. So, he come around. He, like, don't get me wrong, he could shoot the three ball, but, he, like, nobody was really, like, attempting threes back then. So... Like, like, I'm sure, like, he wanted to, because as great of a mid-range shooter as he was, I'm sure if he wanted to stretch it out, he could. He just didn't, yeah. he didn't need to. Like, I mean, I say that, but at the same time, he was a 21%, like, three-point percent, like, shooter, but then again, he only shot, like, a handful of threes. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of like there, right there. So, it's, I don't know. But, yeah, he was just, he was just a great scorer. He could he could pass the ball a little bit. He averaged five assists for a career, so he could facilitate a little. Average thirty for um what's called a career and well no no not thirty for a career. What am I talking? Um, what's called? I think it's tw- it's almost thirty. It's, it's somewhere around there. I think it might be thirty for Denver is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, for why his in his time in Denver, he averaged thirty. So. It's kind of crazy yeah. how great of a scorer he really was. And yeah, that's all. I, that's I'm, all I have to say about Alex English. I like him based on what you're saying as a pick because when people talk about the '80s basketball. They talk about like four teams, like the Bulls, the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's about all you hear. And for there to be a player that led the league in scoring for that entire decade is kind of that you never even hear about that's kind of crazy so yeah he's pretty pretty cool um oh and my bad sorry. not the 30 that, that was per 100 possessions 
He averaged okay. at 30. It wasn't. Kyle said, Kyle, I remember, Kyle had to think about that for a second. Kyle said, I remember watching a YouTube video as for for the greatest scorers to never average 30 points. And yeah, he averaged just under 30. That was, the highest year was 29.8. So yeah, I was, my my mind was looking, I was thinking of the per 100. That was like yeah. one of the events that I saw that earlier today. But yeah. Right. He's still, he's still yeah. just he's great. Yeah. Um, Y'all, y'all ready to wrap this up? I mean, yeah, we're at the we're at the time. I mean, I feel like we don't have to explain it, but me and Wiley can throw up our last like um, overrated players. Mine was Moses Malone, and I feel like that's okay. self-explanatory. You look look up Moses Malone, go look up his numbers, go watch some videos. Hey, he'll he'll show you why he's why he's him. Yeah, uh, my last pick was Scotty Pippen, and uh. Just a generational defender. It's not many generational defenders. And uh, also, he was a great scorer, too. Yeah. Great facilitator. Was, you know, uh, you know that, too. He had 6,000 assists for his career, and that's crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, correct me if I'm wrong, like, uh, he had the record for what's called most assist by a small forward before LeBron took it. Like, he was the all-time leader in assists for small forwards until LeBron passed him up. So, I believe it. Yeah, so there's... You know, there's selfless player. He just... He did what he needed to do to help the team win. Was also an MVP candidate without Jordan here. So, you know. He was cool. Well, he was great. Not cool. But he was cool. Yeah. Cigar yeah. one through five. He was just he was he was different. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get the love because Jordan was obviously the man on that team. Yeah. I mean, people like to diminish what Scotty Pippen like was, but I mean he was he was still there. Like Yeah, they give Dennis Rodman his credit, but they don't give Scotty Pippen his Like Scotty Pippen was he was a clamp, basically. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, so thank you all again to all our viewers. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of the Woman Respect Tours podcast. Um, we ask that y'all always remember to respect women. And most importantly, always remember to respect yourself. And we out.